<laughs> Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with star of For the Love of Dilfs, musician, model, OnlyFans content creator, painter, who is coming out with The Makings of an Outcast on September 14th. Please welcome back my friend Demilo. How you doing today, Boom? Hello, my love. Hello, lavid listeners. Uh, I'm I'm a little exhausted today, but we're gonna make it through. Yeah. I'm gonna, how are you today? I am good. Third time's a charm, honey. Third time's yeah. a charm. We're back at it. Of am course. I? Am I the Am I the favorite guest of the pod yet, or what? You've been. You're now tied for the most amount of time somebody's been back. Perfect. Period. <laughs> Loyalty pays dividends. But when so I will say this, when somebody asked me who my favorite interview was, like who was my favorite person to meet, Ooh. you baby. Bro, it's her. She's the one. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You know, like this is the mm. thing. Like, I'll tell you this. We're getting into the questions in a minute. I have I literally listen to your interviews all the time. Like, I'm not kidding. Like really? Yeah. Thank you. I'm happy to I, I thanks. A lot of meditation. A lot of, I don't know. It's funny being a free thinker. I think yeah. like you're a free thinker yourself, so you you respect this. But I was like talking to my friend Nick recently about it, and he was just like, people are intimidated by free spirits, and that's what artists are. You know what I mean? We're free yeah. spirits, and it's funny like that the status quo of people are intimidated by that because I don't know. We say some shit that maybe shouldn't be said, but and everyone's thinking it. Yeah, and you're also like, I'm not going to say that there have been certain artists who have been on this podcast who, in my opinion, actually, they literally admitted it on here, basically sold out. So, like, Ooh, who said that? Who said that? Yeah, who said that? They, uh, they literally, they didn't say it in those words, but they definitely implied that with what they were saying. All right, well, you're not telling me who, tell me off camera. Of course I'm going. No, I'm not going to say it on camera. I'm trying to invite this person back. Okay, cool. But, cool, cool, cool. Let me know in like an hour before we sign off. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do I know this person? Can you just tell me if I know this person? Yes. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay, I will say. I will say this. Um, we were having a discussion about set artists in DMs. Got it. Yeah, Heard. you know who exactly who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're being shady to the listeners. Guys, this is a Patreon exclusive. If you want to know more. <laughs> Listen, literally, 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 I'll send you my cash out. Give me 50 bucks and I'll tell you who I'm talking yeah, about. <laughs> that part. That part. <laughs> I'll give you my Venmo. I'll do it for five. <laughs> Work. So. Your new album, as I said before, is entitled The Makings of an Outcast. And my question is, is it even possible to be an outcast in a system where you've arguably succeeded? Like Absolutely. you well, it's not even about that. Not about the system. And even in the system, I'm so different in that way where I find like like we just said with the other artists and like people who are in Los Angeles or New York or I don't know these 
places that we we talked about this before where these people yeah. really want to be they don't want to be an artist they want to be famous it's more of like an right. attention thing we've talked about that before absolutely and i think for what makes me i've been an outcast my whole life where i don't know was outed in school had no friends in school like it was never understood me and i just feel like being a free thinker being a free I don't know that that is what made me a free thinker is being by myself all the time like being ostracized right. being alone being and in that way there, that's there's a beautiful thing in that where i dance to the beat of my own drum completely in any aspect or every avenue that i go down right where these other artists i'm not going to say like they're not they're not off the beaten path too because they are because that's what makes them stars that's what makes them shine but I just wanted to celebrate the idea of being alone and different. And in an industry where I've succeeded, I don't know, have I succeeded in what I've wanted to do? Where, like, I've succeeded in a little bit of notoriety, maybe a little bit yeah. of infamy, and right. maybe a little bit of, like, revelry. But I wouldn't say it's, like, I don't know. In my version of success, my eyes of success, I have not crossed that threshold yet. So, okay. but it's but it's flattering of you to say like I've been successful. Yeah. Sure. And, <laughs> but I don't think that I don't. I don't uh, and and by the way, to be clear, to all the motherfuckers out there that think I'm being shady to to Milo, don't nobody want this bitch to succeed more than I do. <laughs> Like I don't think that I'm, you I don't think I didn't take that as a shady question. <laughs> I don't think that you're my enemy at all. Just. No. I'm not saying that for you. I don't think I'm talking about the comments because oh just an example. There was one time I asked somebody if they believed that they needed a nose job, and somebody says, Why do you think this person needs a nose job? I'm like, no, that's not what I said. What I said was, right. do they do believe you yeah, do you think that you want a nose job? Not me saying, yeah. girl, you need a nose job. Those are two yeah. different things. Yeah. Those are two different things. Girl, people people will find anything. People are praying for your downfall. You know what I mean? People yeah. are praying for your downfall. And that's why. And it's like anyone who's like, first of all, wants to pray for DeMilo's downfall. I will say this. like, I'm not just saying this because you're here. In my honest opinion, you are the most talented musician that's been on this podcast yet. Honey, honey, baby child, my love, true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, no, that's that. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm really, I that's I, I kind of that's why the one song in the album, it um. Oh my god the story is never over I, that's why i put that on the album it's that's right. that's my um just to let you hoes know no matter how bad you think it is i cannot stop doing this that's what that song's about it's basically like just as much as you guys want to pray for my downfall as much as you think like oh it's just another blip in the water you know what i mean like oh this is just a phase oh he'll grow out of this blah 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 no no i've been doing this for way too long now it is just in my nature to create to make these this art right it's not going anywhere it's part of who i am and it's not because i want to be famous it's not because of all this stuff it's because i genuinely 
love making music. That's it. That's really it. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And, yeah. And it's like, this is the thing where it's like, I had a moment, as I think I've told you before. I don't know if I told you this on camera last time. I think I told you this off camera. Where I sold out, where I quote unquote sold out and tried to do more, more of a mainstream sound. And it's like, oh, yeah. it wasn't authentic to me. And that's why, yeah. And that's why when I wrote my song, Don't Touch Me, which okay. was written, which was written about the time that I was sexually assaulted in drag. And it's like, I felt I had to tell this story because especially in this society, they try and shame you for any time you're a victim of anything. They try and victim blame you for everything. And it's like, I want to tell people it's like, no, you need to take your voice and you need to claim it back. Girl, that's 100% true. 100% accurate. And in the gay community, like people like think sex is so easy. We have to normalize like saying no and being comfortable with people saying no. Right? Right. I think that's so like important where we practice sexual liberation, but that also comes with the liberation to say no. And then yeah. not getting butthurt over getting told no, because that doesn't mean that you're less than a person. But people are buck wild, sis. People are buck wild. And like, if you're a sexual victim and a man, I think it's harder to come forward too. You know yeah. what I mean? Because there's a lot of shame that comes around with that. Oh, that's really brave of you to talk about that like that. Yeah, and it's like it's even more shame when they're like, "Oh, you're a man dressed as a woman," so like, so you're asking for it. Um, exactly. Oh my god, you're asking for it, girl. She she sexualized herself. What was what was well, what was she wearing? That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Um, and you're disgusting. That doesn't matter, and you're disgusting. Please stop. Exactly. Please check. Please check your privilege this weekend. I wasn't like sexually assaulted this weekend, but like, um, I was like, I when we got to Rehoboth, I went to Rehoboth Beach for Labor Day weekend. Everybody, it was a lot of fun. If you saw me, no, you didn't. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there, I was like sleeping and I was like in a bunk bed situation at, at this house I was staying in. I was like in the one bottom yeah. bunk, and I got there. We got there like three in the morning, so I got in and just KO'd, knocked out. And then um, I hear a whisper in my ear of somebody going, is this okay? And it's like some random person holding me in bed that I do not know because I just got to this house, right? I didn't, I haven't met anybody in this house yet. And he like is in bed with me, whispering in my ear saying, is this okay? And I went like this, I like, like just froze. And I said, do you have your own bed? And he goes, yeah. I go, well, you should go back to that. And then he's like, okay, sorry. And he like left. I could tell he was drunk and he was like a sweetheart. So I don't think he was yeah. gonna do anything, but it was still freaking scary. It was so weird. It was, that's weird, right? Right. <laughs> that's, that's like, so weird. that's like the time where like I was telling people, it's like literally the guy was just like in my car. Like all of a sudden I said, like, what are you doing? And all of a sudden he's just like in my car. And I'm like, hello, sir. And it's like the reason everybody's everybody wants to be like, 
well, why didn't you kick him out? It's like, I was in Orlando in like a bad neighborhood. Like, I don't know if this motherfucker has a knife. A knife, a gun. Yeah. Um, what he, what, that's so, but also at the same time, it's like, hello, sir. I don't know where the sign on the window said, welcome, please come in. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what? People are buck wild. People are and, just buck wild. And when I tell people like the things of like, People just feel the need to like whip out their dick. Like, baby, if I'm not asking to see your dick, don't like show it to me. Honey, say it again for the people in the back. Say it yeah. again for the people in the back. Oh my God, I'm so over it. Like, yeah. oh, don't send me an unsolicited. Guess what? If I wanted to see you naked, you would know. Period, <laughs> point blank. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's it. Don't send me an unsolicited dick pic to flirt with me. Honey, what? Person. I'm over it. I'm so over it. I'm so over it. The games, are, the, the games need to be stopped. <laughs> the games need to be stopped. And this is the thing, like, especially anyone who's like listened to this podcast. Hello, Demilo is a sweet person. Why don't you try approaching him? Them. I'm saying that because I don't want the nine binary people to come at me. Them with. I don't know, some respect. Oh, it's because um, people see me as a sexual toy because that's all I've taught people to see me as. But that's why, guess what? I just got a new job. I'm working my ass off and I'm trying to phase away from OnlyFans as much as possible. Don't promote yeah. it. Don't talk about it. Don't really care about it. And honestly, I'm a lot happier these days because of it. Right, girl? As a romantic, you're you're an artist. You would probably understand this. As a romantic, sleeping around is hard. Sleeping around with a lot of people and like not taking it personally and like I don't know, it's like a weird business to be in. I and filled with a ton of sociopaths and psychopaths and just like not nice people. That's why I have like my friends with benefits and like that's honestly the only person I've been sleeping with recently because like. They treat me with respect. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's like you can um I don't this is gonna sound so funny. I don't know how to word this correctly. You can degrade me, but in a respectful way. <laughs> Does that it, make sense it, what I'm trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> you can degrade me, but I want like respect afterwards. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> it's like I don't know how to like, say that. <laughs> It's like, yes, like when I'm performing, you can acknowledge the fact that my ass is out in fishnets. Like, my ass yes. is out. Yes. Yeah. But it's like, that or, doesn't mean that I want you to try and finger my hole. That's what that right. means. All right, period. That. <laughs> yes. That. Oh, no. Plus, like, I'm ready for a new muse in my life. I, I, write, I write when I'm in love or not in love or I don't know. You know, like the best inspiration from like people in my life and I need a change, I need a muse. Summer's ending, it's yeah. time to move on. Right. So, okay. So I do actually have a question about the story's never over. That's actually my next question. All right, perfect. Go ahead. You said I was born for the road. Do you ever mm -hmm. see yourself being able to like settle down and be with like one person? I see myself being able to be with one person. 
I don't see myself like settling, but I do see myself nesting. You know, does that make sense? What I'm trying to say where I like, I do see, like I, I, this studio I've had all summer slash spring right now. And I had my studio in Austin, Texas before that. And I'm, I'm a big nester, you know, I'm a little bird just lost in the world. And so like, yeah. I, um, I can see myself building a nest with somebody for sure. But when I say I'm born for the road, it means I will always be in the endless pursuit of creating and this is more, I don't know, like touring and pushing the sound, pushing the music. I was born for the road. This is what yeah. I was made to do. That's what you have to do when you're in this business. And like, I, right. it's, like a, it's like a blessing and a curse at the same time, you know? Yeah. That's, I don't know. I'm, of course, I'm going to die a Rolling Stone. That's who I am as a person. You know what I mean? I can't not be, that is in my nature. But like settling, I don't think we should ever settle. And I think when you, that, that term like settle implies like stagnation too. So like my partner will understand that I need someone that will always be growing and never be stagnant. I don't, I don't, I think like my partner will not think like this is happily ever after because that doesn't exist. I think my partner right. will also acknowledge that the story's never over. It just goes on and on and on. Which I mean, <laughs> that's so true. It's like Bitch. the the only the only reason I want to like quote unquote settle down somewhere. It's literally just because I'm the person who's like I would love to do this podcast, have like a studio, and like be able to do interviews with people in person. Oh, you'd be so good at that. I could see your studio being so decked out too, like electric diamond girl. It would be like fuchsia pink with like diamond encrusted things hanging from the ceiling yes your studio would be so cute you know yeah. it'd be such a vibe and like there's like cute like neon lights that you see the twitch streamers always having in the background and stuff right you know what i'm talking about yeah such a vibe i could see that for you oh my god yes that's that feels so right that needs to happen <laughs> i that i would love so for it to right. happen i'm still i'm looking to like sell this like to right. to get like to get like and someone who's like what want to sponsor me and like i need a sponsor because like i will never be safe enough for twitch because i'm gonna say what's on my mind mm -hmm. i'll never be safe enough for youtube they're like because on twitch there's like a list of words that you can't say oh yeah yeah well you need like i don't know like what what's that what's the company that alaska willem um mom right you need something like that you know what i mean but i don't know mm. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay. Okay. I wrote this question this way, but I think I'm going to ask it to you a different way. So, mm -hmm. in the song Gypsy, mm -hmm. is that you talking about your fear of commitment or are you talking about like guys having a fear of committing to you? Oh, my God. Well, I wrote Gypsy back um about a year ago now when i was in puerto vallarta uh gypsy's three chords gypsy's a three chord song um it's a minor e and d it's a three it's 
and I the original recording of it. I'll try to find it. It's actually kind of it's actually super high. It's slow. It's not like that song at all. Where it's actually about the bittersweet feeling of like when you are traveling so much. This is why I originally wrote it, and the meaning kind of changed. But I wrote about this guy named Charlie, who is the inspiration behind the song "Hey Charlie" on now yeah. on Spotify. Right. Yeah. Hi Charlie. Uh, hey Charlie, wherever you are, shout out to you. Um, he and I had this like long heart to heart. He was like, "Hey, believe that you have to go," and I was like, "This is the curse of being a gypsy. I can't help but having to leave. It's a bittersweet feeling. You know what I mean? I have to go. I can't. You know what I mean? It's like and and then like I went home and wrote that. I actually wrote that song. Like I wrote the lyrics in the Uber on the way home because it's like. I remember like meeting him out back by the stairs. That's what he told me to do. That's where the lyrics "meet me out back by the stairs" comes from. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I wrote, and then like, um, I guess to your question, is that me? I I wanted it to be like that. If that song was a tarot card, it would be the devil, where it's the the devil means the shadowed self, right? That's right. the like. The darker side of me of course i'm this happy-go-lucky person on the surface but i think like being a gypsy is like a blessing and a curse all at the same time it's fun don't get me wrong like i've had a killer life but it's lonely and so um i don't know and i i, I go back and forth with the lyrics of that i don't know that it, those lyrics kind of just came from source especially at the second verse you know, it's like, and you're left with and you, with nothing in sight, and you don't realize until the morning light. Well, that's not just you that the gypsy took from. It's also the gypsy inside. You're left with nothing in sight, but you don't realize until the morning light. You know what I mean? Right. And it rings true like a bell because that's justice. Ding. Yeah. And you can't help but have justice with yourself. And so, and, and then, it, oh, and it's all coming into the light. Oh, the gypsy says goodnight. It's interesting. I don't know. I love that song. Yeah, it's my shadowed self song. But that's what, those negative parts of me also make up who I am. So, well, and it comes in. It comes in the order also of this, how I chose how the songs are laid out. So, right. Let there be light is. I was listening about this too. Like when I wrote when they wrote these songs. Let there be light is uh, the fool. The full yeah. tarot card where it's like, or maybe not. Maybe it's the star. No, Madison Square Garden's the fool. Let the yeah. be light is the star. Um, then letting go is death, is the death tarot card. That one's um, the devil, you know, because change, letting go. The death card yeah. is about change. So it's kind of like the process of getting over a breakup. You have to, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just being a first year art student trying to find meaning in my own lyrics, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That I well, hope that answered your question. Well, see, it's great that like <laughs> it's great that like what you've done is you put kind of like meanings and like metaphors into your lyrics, whereas like, but that's you being a newer songwriter than i am 
because like mm-hmm. I've written I've written songs since I was 14 years old. So like now at at 29, you're a new, you're a new age. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah it's like it's like it's like i'm a little more direct mm-hmm. like yeah with, like with my song that i released recently or i previewed a demo of was my um song why should i care where it's like me talking to my ex-boyfriend at the time who was like talking about how he wanted this like mutual open love and then like he wanted a mutual open relationship and all of a sudden he went to i went to work one day and he got sucked off by two guys when i was at work Mm. so i he sounds like a great guy so literally i decided this is the part i haven't said i decided i got back at him by like getting fucked by a deaf black guy (laughs) and like (laughs) And like then he got mm-hmm. mad and he's like, All you well, I won't say the word he said, all you ever want is this N-word dick, is what he told me. Oh, and you said, and you said, you right. And I <laughs> and I literally said, like, bye, bitch. And then like after yeah. he left, and after he left me, he got HIV. So like Damn. I, I can't I came out on top. Damn. Yeah, that's what you get for I mean, that's that's terrible. That sucks for him, but I mean <laughs> You're being you're being messy. Here's a demo for Gypsy. I found it. Work. I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but let's. Of course not. You got to hear the whole thing when the album comes out. <laughs> you see what I mean? So. So much slower than the actual song itself. You know what I mean? It's more melodic. Yeah. so different anyway because i'm like basically punk rock on that on that song well i mean the the one thing that i will say was when i listened to your first interview and like heard about like how you described the album what the album actually came out as there's definitely a lot more production than like what i expected but like i'm not mad about it no yeah i wanted it to i added a lot i mean like the, I wanted the, the production itself to be simple. Most yeah. of the time, it's like drums, a guitar, a bass line, and harmonies, and maybe some strings if I'm really feeling like a punch. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I want, I, my, and no, like, no auto tune. Everything is just me as it is. And I just wanted it to be like, the, the motto for this album was keep it simple, stupid. Let's keep it as raw as possible because this is a very honest album. It's a very. Right. You know what I mean? I think like the music should reflect the words itself. And it's very, I don't know. It's like one of the most honest pieces of, I don't know, like works that I've ever done, which is really fun and scary. But it's also gotten a lot of like people that I've showed it to have like said, like, this is some of my best work. Like, I don't know. I'm really proud of this album. I put my whole pussy in this album, bitch. I put my whole pussy in this album. I love it. See? <laughs> See, this is the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you all some like stuff. When I messaged Demilo first, Demilo didn't believe me that I listened to the album. Yeah, true. When, <laughs> it was like I was like I was like lie again. <laughs> I was like lie again. Tell me something. Tell me that you saw. You know what I mean? Tell me something real. But, like, <laughs> but this is the thing. At this point, like knowing me, like 
have I ever, at least from the brief time we had together, have I ever lied to mm. you? Mm, only with the, only uh, with these wigs and not being your real hair, girl. <laughs> I think that's really the. Whole... <laughs> she said. <laughs> listen, listen. I wear wigs because, like, but this is the thing. It's like I I take I take all this off in front of you off camera because mm -hmm. I don't mind <laughs> you. I don't mind you seeing it. I don't want them seeing, I'm it. seeing it. Yeah, because it's tea. like. Cause girl, that's he. It gives me like anonymity to like live a regular life, and it also allows me to admit some of the horrible decisions I've made on camera. That part, that work. Like this is the thing. Like I hear some of the stuff you admit, and I'm like, literally, I'm the person who, and I don't say this proudly, but I do say that it happened. Like I admitted that I've had sex with a crackhead. Like it's happened. Like. Mm. Well, that's brave. <laughs> yeah. That's brave and honestly sane. And honestly, <laughs> and honestly, got matching tattoos with him too. <laughs> <laughs> not, wait, can you see it? Mm, the little uh, pinky ring. Oh yeah, I kind of see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank God it faded a little bit. Well, I don't know. Hey, Seuss, if you're out there and you're listening and you can understand English a little bit better, hey. <laughs> well this is the thing like when people justified it it's I'm like they were the first person to like eat me out so like at least I learned something yeah yeah <laughs> it's tasty baby it's tasty down there <laughs> so okay girl thank god for coffee yeah mm. well this is the thing you've never been like even like you being like kind of groggy you're still better than some people i've had to be like drag conversations out of it's like you knew what you were getting into when you signed up for this like, know, well don't say that you're gonna go to a podcast and then just not talk like what especially <laughs> you know what i'm talking about <laughs> especially the especially the way i fucking run things like mm -hmm. it's not like i run things like traditional podcasts where it's like just ask somebody a bunch of questions i'm like no I want people to like open up to me. That's why, like, I would say, arguably, I have some of the best relationships with some people because, like, I open up myself. Yeah, well, you're a good interviewer because you're personable. Yeah. You're a good interviewer. Yeah. I've had I've, I've had a few I've done a few podcasts now, and like, I don't know, you know, I stay loyal because because like I can actually talk to you. Yeah, but actually, I don't know. Like, there's some people like I'm like, there's this one podcaster. I'm not gonna say who, but he's based out of Philadelphia, and you know who you are. Um, <laughs> He, after the interview, every time I've done two interviews with him, the first one he never posted to his page because afterwards he asked me out on a date and I said no, and he just never posted it. And then the second one, my management set up, and then I, he posted it because my management set it up. But again, after the date, after the interview, he asked me out on a date and I said no. And like, yeah, it was just like, I don't know, I don't know, no tea, no shade to that person, but. And it's like, it's, I don't know. It's shady to not post an interview after someone just rejects you. Right. Know. It's weird. Don't and I don't, I don't ask the Milo stupid questions like, what's your favorite horror movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, made a, we have to move on. 
Okay. I'm, over it. <laughs> I'm asking. <laughs> you were messy. That was messy. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that was messy and shady. <laughs> I'm going to say off camera until the next question. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to ask you a music question next. So, um, what is one genre as a musician that you wouldn't dare try to write music in? One genre of music? Yeah. I like a lot of genres of music. I like everything. I'm really weird and eclectic. Like, I feel like someone went through my Spotify, they'd be like, what are you going through? Because I listen to a lot of different music. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to resign myself to failure before I start anything. Or like, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I, I can do anything I put my mind to. So, like, I don't know. It all depends on, like, what I'm trying to convey, too. Like, where my artistry takes me. So, like, if I need to say something that needs to be punched with like a EDM beat, or if I need to like write a Bollywood movie to get the story across, I'll write it. You know what I mean? It, it all depends on what I need to, what needs to be said and done. Well, so okay. not, you know what I mean? There is I one, there is one genre that I can't see you doing. Tell me what. I do not see the DeMilo hip hop album. Like I just do. Oh. Not. That's yeah. <laughs> well, I'm too white. I'm too, I'm too white to rap. I'm like, not saying like, like Eminem's a great ra rapper, Iggy Azalea, you know, Mac Miller, all that. That's great. What I mean by like, I'm too white is like, I'm too, I guess like, I'm not hard enough. Like, I'm not like, goof, goof, goof. you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I could like pursue, like be that like, I don't know. See, just, that's why, <laughs> that's why Demilo will get a bitch like me. Because I will say this, I actually listening to freak if you ever want to hear it i'll like i'll do it for you i did like i found like inspiration to do like a rap verse on freak on my song free yeah Erk. oh yes <laughs> sometimes oh i'll do i'll do a rough demo for you yeah on sunday oh, of course i don't even know where the file for that song is anymore we'll have to, i'll go back and find it and we can work out around it or something yeah. whatever yeah oh my god this is so sweet. I love this. I love that song. Every now and then I forget that I wrote that song and then I'll be listening to like <laughs> a playlist that it's on and I'll be like, oh my God, I forgot I wrote this. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like freaking like that song for me. It's my redheaded stepchild. <laughs> it's my redheaded stepchild, but I love it. I think it's because like I have a lot of faith in it. It's like a really good song. And it's like, all right, cool. There it goes. It's it's like my, it's actually not my redheaded stepchild. It's like, my child that was so successful that became a politician and like it never never calls me anymore yeah you know what i mean that's really what that song is <laughs> and plus like you arguably like to listen probably to what you're feeling in the moment whereas mm -hmm. like i listen to like everything because i will i will say this i actually listen to your music all the time when i work out like <laughs> what is love what is love is a really good song at the gym yeah i love that song um, my favorite, my favorite, like older song of yours is "Um, You're the One." Oh my god! Oh my god! I love "You're the One." Uh, 
That song I wrote, rewrote, 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 rewrote over and over and over and over again. You have no you have no idea how many demos and takes I had that song down. I uh, that song, the one that's on Spotify is as good as it's, yeah. I think it's gonna get. I really want to do like an acoustic version of it though, but like and like re-release it again because that song will be the death was it will be the death of me. I just have like so many. I don't know. It's one of those songs that, as soon as like I wrote it down, that song's about. So long story short, this guy uh, texted me on uh, Instagram, and he was like, "You're so beautiful. I can't believe it." We started talking for like a week, and he goes, "I want to take you away. Let's go to Italy together." I was like, "I was like, I was living in the UK at the time." I said, "Oh." Okay, no. flights to Italy are only like 20 bucks. I'll meet you in Italy if you pay for the Airbnb. He said, sure. He was living in like, I think Virginia at the time. So homeboy flew like 12 hours. You know what I mean? To go to Milan with me. And then like we we hit it off. We, we got passing out of it. We like, you know what I mean? We were, we were tearing up. We were painting the town red. We were doing the whole nine yards. And then, because I didn't have service in Italy. Like we were going around town and stuff. When we got back... The Airbnb, I get like flooded with like messages all across my social media on everything, calling me like a, a man stealer, like a homewrecker. And I was like, what is this? It was his boyfriend trying to get a hold of me. He had a boyfriend back in the States and he was just using me to make him jealous. Hello, girl, the drama, the drama that I did not want. So I confronted this dude and I went up to him and said, what is this? You're, why are you an idiot? And he like, I was down crying. You're like, this is so hard. Oh, I said, you need to leave. He goes, I pay for this Airbnb. I said, I don't care where you're going. You need to go. I kicked him out of the Airbnb, sat there, and wrote this song for the boyfriend as an apology. That song is an apology song. That's what it is. You're the O and E. Bitch, he don't want me. And it's okay. That's why the lyric in that one song, the, the one lyric is like, um, there's a game here and you know you raise the stakes. I don't compare. I can see it on his face. That's me trying to compliment this boyfriend being like, I don't yeah. compare, baby. You're so pretty. You deserve so much more. That's what, that's what, that's, I can see on his face. I don't care. The heart wants, wants, wants what, what the, the heart wants what it wants, but I yeah. wish I would have known about this from the jump. Yeah. That's what that song is all about. It's an apology song. <laughs> and it's like, again, this is the thing. As I, as I told you this, like, I told you this off camera. I'll tell you this on camera. Literally, it's like, because I will, because literally, I have no problem saying this. I see many, 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 many hot guys on here all the time. I interview hot people. It's like something I love being a drag queen. Um, but it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's like, there's some people where it's like, I will say this now, like getting to know you. I will bring up, I know you hate this subject, but like for the love of Delphs, wearing your promo shirt literally on here, just wanted to say shout out to Demilo. This look is a shout out to Demilo. Like, in truth, now knowing some people from that show, you're the most dateable mm-hmm. one on that show. Like, Period. honestly. Girls, say like, it again for the people in the back. Girls, say it again yeah. for the people in the back that didn't hear it. Oh my God, that part. Yeah. That part. And oh, it's so funny. That show is wackadoo. That yeah. show is so fucking funny. Whatever. 
And like I went back and like I will admit I had to like now knowing you, I just was curious. Like I went back and watched your episode. I wonder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And first of all, they tried no now knowing you, they tried to edit you as the asshole. You were funny. Like like knowing you, like I I, I get you now. And it's like I was like <laughs> laughing so hard, like watching you, and it's like I still have yet to watch it, to be honest with you. I I, I, I never cared when it came out. And, like, it's funny, like, people like uh, Phoenix still have it in his bio on Instagram. I'm like, girl, ain't nobody care. Ain't, ain't nobody care about that. It's a soft flex in L.A., I guess, to be on a reality TV show. But, like, honestly, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just well, funny. I love Phoenix. Shout out to Phoenix. Me and Phoenix yeah. just FaceTime the other day. Shout out to Phoenix. It's fine. But, yeah. like. I don't know. It's just funny to me. It's just, I don't know. It's a silly, yes. it's a silly yes. thing to brag about. I, L- I don't know. L- listen, I love Phoenix too. I have to say that before I say this next part. It's because bitch hasn't done anything else besides that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway yeah. I, I love you, bitch. I love no. you, bitch. Phoenix, you know I, how I care about you. And yeah. You know I read your tarot cards and you know what they said. Yeah. You know what they said, girl. You know exactly what I'm saying. And it's like, well, well, don't worry. I said this part in this part of the interview because I know Phoenix will never watch the whole interview and only watches the first 10 minutes of any interview you're on. So, like, <laughs> the part that I post to like Instagram, and like, that's why I say all the shit I want to say now. <laughs> that, that part. So, okay. Um, Wait, I'm going to try. I'm, I haven't done this in a while. I'm going to play you. You're the one. Okay. <laughs> Guys, this is not on the new album, but this is an older song. Let's, I'm just trying to try to do it. God, wait, I can't hear this song. There's a game of man, you know you raise stakes out. Don't compare, I can see it on his face now. Don't care the harm was what it was, but I wish I would have known about this. I'm gonna jump out, I know, I know it's true. Yeah, I know that boy wants you. I know, no, I know, no, no, it's true. Oh, but what's a boy to do, do, do? Cause it's time to go. You're the one who wants to hold. Yeah, you rooted deep. Talks about you in sleep. It's clear, my dear, that I'm not with you. You're there. And I'm not your one that he wants. Oh, you're the one. All right, cool. I can still remember it. I think I should do an acoustic version of it. That's a fun song. Yeah, that sounds good. Like, <laughs> whatever. Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. Welcome, David. So, okay. Let's get that. Oh. Would you ever want to be signed to like a small label, or do you believe that they would take too much creative control away from you? Um, good question. I would have to. It all depends on what they would offer me. It really depends on like what the contract says and everything. Right. But like after like I posted, I'm posting like these little clips on like Instagram about like promoting the album and stuff. I got like three yeah. people. Who I've reached out to before, like in queer artist things, like they'll email me. Hold on, let me find one. I'm literally gonna find one and read it to you. And then, like, 
I'm not even kidding. Wait. And they're all kind of the same. So I think that they're all like automated. You know what right. I mean? Like they just want to like get me on their like whatever that is. You know what I mean? That they're like, oh well, we had him once, so we'll have him again or something. Let's see. At uh elevate your music career right here. Hi Milo, we recently discovered your music. It would must say we're truly impressed by your talent and unique skills that you've cultivated. Blah 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 blah. This is Ada, blah 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 music and uh we're forward thinking music distri distribution service, blah blah blah. We would love to reach out to you. Join us at and then like I'll email them back and be like, hey Ada, feel free to call me and explain it to me over the phone to make it more personable yeah. if you're really serious. And they'll send them my phone yeah. number and then they'll never get back to me. Right. You know what I mean? So like these like little automated things, if you're out there doing this, you're the devil. And um <laughs> you deserve to be stopped and put in prison. Cause get the fuck out of my emails. But um I think like it really all depends. I think it all depends on what they're offering me, what they because like if they can like like help get the sound out there and get like me like a spot on like Kelly Clarkson or something, sure I'll take it. You know what I mean? That's a vibe. Like I'll be happy with that. I don't care at that point. Because I said I said smaller because like I feel like if you were to go to like an Interscope, they would try and take everything that makes you you and try and like put you in a different spot. Like, isn't like Florence Welsh and like Lana Del Rey signed to Interscope? So like they've always had like complete freedom. So I don't know. I don't know. Again, it all goes. Uh, uh, yeah. It all. It all. Like, it all depends. But yes, I would love to be signed. So if you're out there and you're um, you're interested and um, you're cool, hit a bitch up. See, I'm gonna say same. I would do that or like distribution company because I feel like that would be even better because it's like then at that point you're not signed to anybody. They're basically just like fronting you the money and like giving you like platform and you like get to create everything. Right. So okay, being a model who models underwear. Yeah. Do you think you're not taken as seriously as a musician? Yeah. <laughs> Just, yep. One, 120%. Yeah. 100%. I, uh, I don't know. I find it like, um, are people just, I used to have this song called, um, whole damn vibe and it's like two out for the in crowd two in for the outcasts two um i can't remember the lyrics it's such an old song but that's how that's how it feels right now with like this in-between phase that i am in this weird ambiguous phase where i don't know it's funny it's nice to be seen as like someone who is like like who can make who did make a living modeling and doing that stuff but like yeah I don't know. It doesn't give the music a chance to shine for itself. It's people wanting, it's giving attention to me for all the wrong reasons itself. So that's why I'm happy that I have these new jobs that I'm doing. That way I can do those in the day. And then, because I've been thinking about like my time at like Puerto Vallarta a lot, where 
I saw what like three months did in PV. It made me like this little local celebrity. You know what I mean? It was really fun yeah. to have something like that. Imagine what I could do in like a minor city in like a year. You know what I mean? Like something like that where not like, cause places like New York and Hollywood are so oversaturated with things like that these days where why? And plus Hollywood's dead. The idea to go to Hollywood to be a, it's like dead. Hollywood's a, Hollywood's a state of mind. It's not, it's not. Right. And so if I would go to like somewhere, I don't know, Chicago or DC or Philadelphia, and I just busted this out and turned the partina and actually put work into it and not take my time out of my day to go and actually like pursue OnlyFans content creation. You know what I mean? Like actually like do my day job and then at night actually go into these bars and kick some ass now that I have this newfound sound newfound sound and this newfound voice and stuff like I really think I could do something real and I think it's about time I did something real because like I don't know I've been playing around a lot and it's funny like this is like that's called and that's called growth and it's called maturity exactly and it's like to your point of I think I've had this discussion with you where I've talked about LA and it's like whenever I said like I've thought about moving to LA, it's never I want to move to LA. It's I feel I have to move to LA. And like that's something where it's like not necessarily me like loving this idea because like plenty of people love the idea of like Hollywood. I feel like if I did the West Coast now, like honestly, I need to go like visit it. But I think I I'd love the idea of like being in Seattle. Like, oh yeah, Seattle's great. Just like being on the West Coast, so like it's easier to like schedule people. But at the same time, not having to deal with all that. Like, oh my God, I made this album. I want you to hear it, and like them like sitting across from me and me not listening to their music, and all of a sudden saying the first thought that comes into my mind where it's like, okay, you're whack as fuck. Like, you... oh, okay. Your artistry is um, constructed of trying to go after fame and glamorizing fame and all this stuff. Can you say something real? Can you be a person? Can you have humanity? Because that's what people relate to in this, in this life. It's like that artificial ideal that Hollywood projects out. That... Um, I don't know. People want the idea of perfection. But I was just listening to this um, Alan Watts talk um, where there's three levels to when you ask, ask the question, what do I want? Well, the first thing is, I don't know. And the second thing is, you only think superficially, right? And right. then the, the third thing is, I don't know again. Because, but I don't know with freedom to know that you don't want to know because when you say like oh well let me think about it then you only think artificially like oh i want power and riches and i want money and i want jewels and i want all i want women who never get old and i want you know i mean all this stuff and it's like and then like i want all the power in the world so then they make you dictator okay and then you the people say do what's best for us and you're like i don't know what's best for us what do you guys want they're like well, we don't know you're dictator you know so you tell us what to do and so but you don't want that because if you are in the constant pursuit of pleasure, 
pleasure on pleasure on pleasure, guess what? The only pleasure you're ever going to get is pain. And so you see it like in people with like the um, ancient uh, Romans who uh, they had prostitutes, they had bathhouses, they had all this stuff at their disposal. Yeah. And then during the day for their entertainment, what do they do? They throw virgins in with lions and get a real sadistic kick out of it. You know what I mean? Because that's the only way that they found that pleasurable escape. So what you find at the end of the day is you don't, you don't want to be in power. You don't want that glamour. You don't want that perfect life. You want a surprise. You want a surprise at the end of the day. You want that mystery box that's saying like, because that's the joy to be. You know what I mean? That's the zest of life. That surprise, that endless not knowing. That's why people get up in the morning because today could be a great day. Today could be a terrible day. You know what I mean? But that's what it's all about, that pursuit. That's what people want. And it's like, there's two reasons, he says in the talk, there's two reasons you don't know what you want. Number one, you have it. Number two, you don't know yourself because you never can. Because the Godhead is always an endless mystery to itself, just as a knife can't cut itself. Fire doesn't burn itself. Light doesn't right. illuminate itself. It's always an endless mystery to itself. And that is what we want. We want that mystery. We want that, oh, I don't know. Today could be a bad day, today could be a fun day. But it's only when you get past that superficial level of like what Hollywood is, that glamorized, that like, uh, I'm a beauty influencer because it's perfect, because all this. Maybe you don't want perfect. No one wants perfect, because it's boring. You know what I mean? Because you're going to end up, one, the only way that you're going to, when you're perfect and everything's, they think of Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star had everything, bitch. He had everything right. in the world. Giant mansion, house, blah, 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 blah. No, nowadays he's, he's living on a farm. He's living yeah. on a farm with his camels because he reached, he got past that place where he was like, it's just the only pleasure I ever got in life was causing havoc and being a problem and like, um, being in like getting in drama because that's the only pleasure he got. No, he rose above that. He said, no, I'm fine. I'm fine getting out of this life and having like, oh, I, I don't know kind of day. Because who wants to know? It's also, it's also well, what you what you said before. I'm going to quote. I'm going to like paraphrase you, which is essentially like we people seek fame to get validation from others instead mm -hmm. of trying to get validation from within. Mm -hmm. and this was actually a message where somebody one of my fans who like messaged out to me is like i'm struggling so hard to make it famous and i literally sent them the two interviews you did with me i'm like since you since you won't get a chance to like talk to me and you're scared also, to come on you're scared to come note, on camera with me my dad's gonna walk in for a second hold up sorry guys Hi, Dad. <laughs> one second no problem how was golf? Give me a boogie. Oh, how was it? Right, good. Bye. Mommy dinner. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, what I was saying was like, where was I fame? And they're like, and I'm like, watch these because I'm like, you perfectly explained the thing of, which is essentially the same way I feel, which is like, Y'all don't have to applaud me all the time. Like, you don't have to love everything that I fucking do. Like, right. It's not about that. It's not about that. Being an artist isn't about liking what I'm doing. Being an artist is about making a statement. It's not, I don't care if you like me. Andy Warhol wasn't always liked. You know what I mean? Andy Warhol 
would, if people would uh, like, he didn't like them, he would piss on their painting before he sent, he shipped it to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Salvador Dali painted a picture of Hitler masturbating and sent it to him. You know what I mean? Like the, like art isn't necessarily ne like meant to be liked. It's just, I'm on an interview. Can you guys like not shout so loud? Thank you. I love you. You didn't. I just told you now, but I love you. Oh god. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> As you said, yeah, it's like art's not meant to be like loved by everybody. And it's like if you're making stuff that's like loved by everybody, you honestly you're probably not challenging yourself. Matt, I think I said this last time too. Do you remember that episode of Rick and Morty where um, I forget where they're going? It's like the heist fest or something. And um, Rick interrupts it and the whole crowd boos. And, he, and the whole crowd boo. And then Rick goes, I don't care what makes you boo. I've seen what made you cheer. Yeah. Okay, honey, that's tea. I don't care if you're booing. I've seen what made you cheer. So suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. Now I'm going to ask you a non-music question. So, mm -hmm. okay. So is it, this is about, you mentioned this last time. Is it hard to have closure in a relationship when your partner kills themselves or can you even get closure? Um, shout out to Shane. Um, I think, I've, I think um, for me, it's closure with yourself. You have to be able to get past that frustration. And I think like it's it comes in time. It's not something that like happens overnight. It was more a day to day thing, and like it took me a long time to get over it. Where I even like went through like that whole three-year stint of like um having sex with the entire world nine times over you know what i mean like that was that was a cry for help sorry to tell you but like you can be the most prolific porn star in the entire world i don't know you still probably a hurt person underneath it all and i know i was you know what i mean where like that's why you did, that's why i did it it was, uh, it was it was like sure i was like going to music school and i needed to pay for it but at the same time like i was already on this like that like devilish pursuit so to fill like a void within myself so it was more i don't know you have to get closure with yourself it's more like self-forgiveness and then like you're always going to be frustrated when you think about it at least i am but you gotta you gotta do i don't know interesting, interesting question after i i don't know do i don't know because i also feel like the same like energy like i don't know whenever i like i don't know like i see him all the time it makes sense it's like this weird feeling and it's not like i'm alone ever because like i feel like i i don't know it's, i don't i just keep saying i don't know over and over again you got me in my, you got me you got me in a loop <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, well, this is Good the question. thing. Like, in some ways, like certain things that like belong to the person, I guess, or belong to people who've passed on, 
bring you certain energy. Like these are my mom's sunglasses and like she never lived to see me perform. So like mm-hmm. now every time you wear them when you go out. Yeah, I wear them when I perform is like she gets to have a chance to be there. It's weird to like <sighs> say that. Yeah, the first time I like performed like when I first started going out to um, perform live, I started doing like stand-up comedy. I'm not very funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not the funniest person. I'm funny, but like not like as a joke, like punch. And I remember like I was so nervous and Chandler was there with me. And like before I perform any time, I always hear his voice in my head now. It's like, who cares about these fucks? That's like my go-to. That's my mantra before I go on stage. I would say it to myself like 20 times over. Who cares about these fucks? Who cares about these fucks? Who cares about these fucks? It's funny how like how like certain words live on. See, like I would say this: you're you're funny not in like a joke telling uh, way. You're funny in like you can tell stories. Yeah, I'm a storyteller. I'm just silly. So, <laughs> I'm just silly. So, like, if you had gone the route of, like, I don't know, a Kathy Griffin or, like, a Janine Garofalo, <laughs> like, you probably would have succeeded in comedy. Yeah. Being able to, like, I love Kathy. I do. I Kathy Griffin's one of my favorite comedians. Like, Joan Rivers and yeah. Kathy Griffin are, like, my top two favorite comedians. Yeah. Love All Kathy. Time. Kathy's great. So, what's your relationship to drugs and alcohol? Big fan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's all it's all comes in moderation. I don't actively ever go out like to a bar by myself anymore. Like I don't ever like go to a bar and like actually seek alcohol. Alcohol is not fun, really, unless you're like a seventeen year old. figuring it out for the first time but like it's more just like a social thing you know what i mean like if i'm at like a a function or like a thing and there's like wine i'll drink that like, yeah i don't like i don't i only drink to get drunk i feel like i'm an adult i'm gonna do real drugs you know like now that i'm like that's pretty i'm a pretty stable person these days and but again i don't actually go out of my way and ever buy drugs they always just find me and like if i want them they'll say yes but like i don't i don't like i always say always say no to the to the big two heroin and meth you know what i mean never do those but like yeah i don't know i've been go-go dancing for a while you know you can't deny that the go-go scene and the circuit scene isn't riddled with some drugs here and there but yeah big fan (laughs) big big fan see in truth, this is the part where like Demilo gets to talk about all the illegal drugs, and this is the part where I get to say the boring stuff I abused. But it's like literally, as I say, though what arguably say two things. I haven't confessed the second one. I'm gonna do it for the first time now. So it's like back before I got health insurance and I got problems with my bone spurs, I used to take ibuprofen like crazy. Like, mm. like I took 18, 24 pills a day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it took me like stepping back a while. And I'm like, this is not going to be good for me long term. Mm. I did it for four months. I'm like, this is not like numb. 
Well, yeah. I mean, like, at least you have that voice in your head saying that. There's some people out there like, this is it. Today I saw, like, on TikTok, like, this lady who's a teacher got arrested for drinking wine in her classroom. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> it's like, hello? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. This is crazy. People are, it is, people are wild. What a time to be alive. And the other thing, well, I will say, I had a night where, like, I got a DUI. Well, actually, no, I didn't get a DUI. I almost got a DUI. That stopped me from drinking when I was performing. Because what happened was, it was a night where people just handed me drink after drink after drink. People just, like, buying me drinks. And I got in my car. Mm. And I drove. I actually, surprisingly, for someone who's drunk, I actually made it pretty far. I literally... <laughs> I drove from West Palm Beach to like my hometown, which is like an hour away. Girl, that's not good. <laughs> Didn't I say good. that this was good? No. I'm, just, I'm saying it happened. <laughs> All right, we're just reporting. We're just reporting the facts. We're just yeah. here live at the scene, just we're telling you what happened. We're not, yeah. And like, <laughs> this is democracy now, not Fox News. We're just saying what happened. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and like, I got pulled over by a cop. And like, luckily, my dad came to like pick me up. Otherwise, I would have gone to DUI. Mm. And like, girl, that's why I learned. I'm like, I need to be in a city if I'm gonna perform and drink like this. Like, yeah, you can't be drinking and driving. I don't really. I when I like, I played an open mic the other night in um, uh, Lancaster. I didn't drink at all. And it was a lot of fun. And I tore it up. No, and my I voice was my voice was fine the next day. And I felt so good. And I was like, girl, not me. Girl, I can tell you that. Literally now, I don't drink at all when I perform. I drink, and if I do, and this is rare, it'll be like two max. And that's like, mm. I'm done. And I'm like, I just don't do it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't need to, especially like, and plus, the greatest thing is when, when you're sober and everybody else is drunk, you get to see all the people being assholes. Yeah, well, well I don't understand, like, drinking culture anymore, really. Now I'm, like, 28. It's kind of, like, silly. You know what I mean? Like, is this, like, can we do real drugs? There's, there's really good drugs out there. And, like, it's, like, cheap. These are just cheap thrills almost like i don't know yeah i mean momentary, that's the momentary reliefs and i get like a social thing maybe i don't know this is not it's not conducive it's not healthy and like the greatest thing was this happened at an event again where i was sober so i went to go see my drag sister perform and like her drag mother has shit talked to my drag before and like i didn't show up in drag and like she was drunk off her ass and she was hitting on me lovely and i'm like and I let her do it because I'm like, this is so funny. Like, my I went out to this. Um, what happened to me recently? I was in New York with my friend Beeve, my best friend Beeve. Shout out to Beeve. And um, we went to see the Barbie movie with this dude that he was seeing. Let's call him Rob. And um, <laughs> and um, Rob, in the middle of the Barbie movie, took his shirt off. So weird. First of all, in the middle of the movie theater, you're gonna take your shirt off. It's so weird. I don't know. 
And then the next day, I go to I was like out with a friend, not Beef. I was out with another friend. We go to industry to see um, the help, you know, like the the show, the yeah. drag show, um, with Pixie and Keisha Carr, and um, I run into Beef there, and I was like Beef, and then he's with Rob again, and Rob starts flirting with me. I didn't think Rob liked me at the Barbie movie, but the next day when you're drunk, you have enough courage to talk to me, honey. You got me fucked up. Yeah. That's yeah. so like weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> next. Next question. What else you got, baby? Um, what are your thoughts on how the LGBT community is being treated today? In like what way? Well, it's not necessarily the best time to be gay. <laughs> when, was it the best, when was it the best time to be gay? You know what I mean? When was the best time to be gay? The 80s when everyone was dying of AIDS? No. The 50s where you no. had to go fuck somebody in a bush? No. The, you know what I mean? Like, when, oh. when, when was there a good time to be gay? When, come, come through. Okay. I would say... <laughs> What's the, it's... When, when was the best time to be gay? That's what I some people some people may <laughs> disagree with this, but I would say it would it wasn't bad to be gay in the seventies. I don't know. Hmm. Richard Nixon office. Well, uh, well, okay. I'll put it this way: it has never been good to be gay if you don't live in a city. That I can one hundred percent say. I just I don't know. I feel like it was just always hard to be gay, but it's not. Trixie Mattel has that great quote: "Being gay is not hard. Being gay around straight people is hard." Yeah, that's the tea. Straight people make being gay hard, and so I don't know. We're we're not going to go anywhere. So, but it's you got to take it with grain of salt day by day people are always gonna want to politicize you being gay is like intrinsically political you know yeah like as soon as you come out of the closet your your political statement so i don't know but we don't really help out the journey in my opinion like i don't know gays are wild now but then again like this is, i'm gonna get so much like shit for this, but like, I don't really understand the some aspects of the cult culture with like circuit scenes and stuff, where grown men are literally dressing up and basically like like babies, like running around looking like idiots. No tea, no shade to like these people, but like you're dressed like like I would just dance at Pine's party, right? Prime's party was really cute, really fun. The theme was cartoons, right? I was a good, good answer there. Great. But then, like, at the parties, you have, like, these full-grown men in underwear running around like little kids. And I don't know, like, it's inter It's an interesting subsection of the culture where I'm just like, I don't know. Is this, like, I'm looking around like, is this, is this who we are? Is like is this what we really want to be? And is this like it's interesting to me? But then again, like 
I don't know, like, it's just silly. I don't know. I don't know if like straight people have events like that. Like, I don't think. I guess they have like raves and stuff. That's cool, but like, I don't know. It was just interesting. It's I don't know. It was just, it was just interesting. I, I just couldn't necessarily like wrap my head around it. And then like you see like these people who go to like I don't know, dressed in like Hello Kitty, going to like and um, like toys and stuff, like going to like P Town and. I don't know. It's, it's it's theatrical. It's interesting, but I don't know if I necessarily like. If it's like, but who the, who the fuck cares? Like, does that turn you on? And at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. And, and it's just like a part that it does not do anything for me sexually. It doesn't make me. It's not fun for me to like dress like that. I don't like. I don't know. Like, is it an attention thing? Is it a um, is it because you got nothing else going on? Because you got no kids and stuff, and like, you know what I mean? Like, you got nothing else to do, so you're gonna dress up like Hello Kitty and go run around in your underwear and do drugs and numb yourself. I don't know. I don't know. Do you ever think like maybe you could like run for office with all this energy, like change some litigation? You know what I mean? Like maybe like you don't think like you could like use this energy somewhere else, but like, no, it's like a weird. I don't know. I know that See, sounds bad. Okay. This is my I'm, thoughts on it. For those of you who eventually hear this as an audio, let's just put it this way. I kind of agree with what Demilo's saying, but I'm only I'm gonna say it because like there are some people whose like whole identity is being gay. And that's where the problem is. Like you're talking about people who dress up like all this. It's because honestly, in truth, they have nothing else to bring to the table and it's like the reason why i have succeeded the reason why demilo has succeeded in the way that we do things is because like granted demilo's himself entirely when he performs but it's like for me like i can put on a wig i can put on the sunglasses but i have something to say when i get to the table yeah i'm not I... just like being gay isn't my whole thing it's just Walt whitman has that quote um do I contradict myself? Sure, I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. You can be more than just a one-dimensional character. You know what I mean? Like some people, like it's it's fun to make like a a gay joke here and there, like at these parties because I do it all the time. You know, but if that's your whole identity, if like you got nothing else going on, like you never actually took the time to sit down and like ask yourself like the real questions, like. Who am I outside of this? Am I just surviving for the day to day or all this stuff? It's like, bro, I don't know. Also, I have like maybe 10 minutes left because I have yeah. to go. I know. Don't worry. I'm going to close this out. Yeah, cool. Because I know this is the thing. Like, literally, you were so busy, but like, Clearly, as you can tell, I can fucking talk to you for hours. Like, this is like. <laughs> A wealth of information, babes. Yeah. Great minds. So, okay. So, wait. So, just one thing. I didn't know this. So, I'm going to ask you briefly about it. So, you go go dance still? Because, yeah. like, I I knew you had kind of done stuff in your past because I saw that. Yes. I've just go go dance for like the last year. I've been go go dancing since. Um, I've been going to dancing since March of this last year. I did like 
I've been like go 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 going all like this last summer. Like I did Pines Party, I did New York Pride, I did I did Pensacola Pride. I did a lot of prides this year. The Revelry in in Houston. It was a lot of fun. But like I'm a little exhausted from it now. And it was like a nice like getaway and like be able to be able to travel and see the scenes and stuff, but like I don't know. Maybe I'm just jaded and worn out, but a musician it's, being jaded. Stop well, the it's not only <laughs> that. It's you want to be taken seriously. Like, and, and like, I will say this, like, go-go dancers are great. They're great at parties. In terms of like being a go-go dancer, you will always be, I'm going to say this, this is why I say the controversial shit at the end of the interview. You will always be considered a joke. Like you're not you. You're more like just you're basically like the David statue art exhibits. Like constantly be stared at, and like that's you, all you are. Did you see somebody that we both know posted a video on Instagram and TikTok being like it was like a dead ass serious. He was dead ass serious, but like, please don't touch the go go dancers and please tip us like he was so serious like he was like we do this so well we work so hard i'm like girl can you please relax you're not you're not curing the common cold you know what i mean like <laughs> i don't know it's just like bitch relax and you know exactly what i'm talking about you know exactly what i'm, <laughs> right I'm gonna end with you because i well, this is the thing there's one of multiple names that popped into my head that mm -hmm. we both know mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't know who it is i i yeah. have an i i have an idea i'll tell you who i'll tell you her in a minute yeah mm -hmm. so anyway <laughs> with that being said as mm -hmm. always it's a pleasure literally i fucking love talking to you like oh, thank you honey thank you for having me on i love being here sweetheart yeah sorry i was so dead today i got in last night from a hobo at like one and or two in the morning and then i had a client at five o'clock this morning and then i came home and like slept for like an hour and then i went to the gym and then i came back and ate and then i passed out right before this and i just woke up and now i gotta go back because i have another client at eight o'clock yeah I know, but like, even this is like, even you like tired better than some people have been on here. Mm -hmm. Wisdom. I don't know. I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I, I know, I know, I, I, I don't know. I can, I can, I can regurgitate some wisdom that I've heard of through the, through the. Yeah. Through yeah. Moves. All right. Listen to anyway. the wind blow. All right, so I'm gonna end now because I'm gonna end now because I want to talk to Milo before he's gotta go. Anyway, Bye. with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond. And I hope you've enjoyed. Bye.